1: Welcome in, folks, for our second college football preview show. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum as we bring you analysis on an NFL draft prospect and some highlights on some games to watch during the weekend. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame safety, who is a tremendously talented player, someone who's going to be drafted in the top five. I know a player that I'm super excited to see what he does. remainder of this season before we get to it though make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as heading on over to bigblueview.com for more fantastic giants news and analysis so chris this is a show that uh we had to get out of the way early and and first uh or, or not first but as one of the first shows that that we're doing for these prospect highlight shows This is going to be a really defensive heavy class and I anticipate that we're going to probably talk mostly about defensive players, but one player that has to be mentioned is Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton and the Giants may not be really in range to select him. What might benefit them is if the Bears end up being so terrible (laughs) that the Giants can possibly draft in the top five and get a guy like Kyle Hamilton, but man this dude is so so fun to watch. Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, and is a safety. And the one thing that I I've continuously said on him when talking about him on various shows is that he has such a rare blend of size and athleticism for a guy that basically plays free safety for Notre Dame, but is built like a, a linebacker.
2: Kyle Hamilton almost looks like so a modern defensive coordinator went into a lab and just designed him and built him from scratch yeah you know, he's listed at 64 220 i'm not sure i buy that i think that might be a case of you know the school listing a guy is bigger than he actually is like usually you see that with like offensive linemen where they're listed at, you know 68 340 they're more like 65 320 but whatever he's still a big, long safety, especially for that free safety role. And, you know, even if he goes to the combine and measures in at, you know, six foot two, 205, 208, something like that, that's still a big free safety. And you can really see him use that size to his advantage. Uh, I saw more than a few plays where he would be in the neighborhood of a receiver at the catch point, And all of a sudden he just throw on this great closing burst and use that length of his to his advantage and either play the receiver's hands or bat the ball away at the very last second. You know, he's just got so much range and versatility to his game because he can play that free safety or he could come down and play in the box. And yeah, you know, he is not a bad tackler by any means. He's, I, I didn't see any massive, uh, Landon Collins in his prime blow-up hits, but he is a good tackler. He gets guys onto the ground. He hits hard, and he does not give up yards after contact. So those are the two things I really love to see with a safety is range on the back end and not giving up yards after contact when they're playing up by the box.
1: The one other thing that I, I really highlight as like a simple explanation for him And I really, the one thing I I will say though, Chris, is that uh, you can't overcomplicate his evaluation because he's just uh, he moves at a freakish level. But I I think that you almost can't even necessarily classify him as a safety. This is a guy that's just going to be a defensive weapon. This is a guy that is is going to line up all over the place for a creative defensive coordinator. I am praying wherever he goes, they do not just pigeonhole him and ask him to play one position almost. Like what has happened for a period of time with Isaiah Simmons, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, we we want to see him here be able to play all over the place to match up with with uh, you know some tight ends play over the top, blitz him, put him in the box. He has the size to do all of those things. But the the one thing that I, that is so clearly his best attribute that goes in line with that athleticism and that explosiveness and that size. Is the stupid range that he possesses for a player as big as he is. And the one play that I'm sure we all saw on Twitter, and if you didn't, go find it, where he tracks down an interception from the opposite end of the field against Florida State. There are very few guys that are at five foot nine that run four, three forties that can do that. And the fact that this man is doing it at six foot four, two twenty is ungodly to see a guy do and make plays at that size. So I, I am always going to be talking to Kyle Hamilton and what he can do for getting from one sideline to the other. That is what makes him so dangerous as a defensive player.
2: Yeah. He, he is built like a will linebacker and moves like a cornerback. There are just not that many humans walking the earth who can do that. And I think really complimenting that range of his is his processing and rec- in a eh, processing and recognition. Yeah. he, playing that back end. He sees the whole field. You can see that. Yeah. And he watches the quarterback. He watches the flow of the offense and he processes and triggers in an instant. And so even if he doesn't have that four, three speed, he makes up time on the front end because he doesn't waste any time, you know, checking to see if what he's seeing is what he is actually seeing or anything like that. He just sees the play, knows where it's going and gets moving. And like you said, he's got the range to go from sideline to sideline. He can be a true center fielding free safety, but he's so good at so many other things that just, like you said, pigeonholing him there or pigeonholing him as a strong safety or box safety, just based on his size, that would really be cutting out half of a really good game on his part.
1: And honestly, Chris, the, the one thing that I, that I look at with this, with, with Kyle Hamilton is, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier with, with the bears, if, if they're, if they have a really bad season, which it's looking like there's a pretty strong likelihood of that happening. If teams over prioritize drafting quarterbacks and overthink a safety prospect, as we see them do all of the time, And also, I mean, for those that are going to be lazy and call him a linebacker prospect just because of his size, the NFL also overthinks linebacker prospects. If we can potentially see a slide with Kyle Hamilton, like we saw with Isaiah Simmons, because NFL teams were unsure of what to do with him and they were just confused by the versatility. Uh, I really think it's it's somewhat realistically possible for him to be in draftable range for the New York Giants. And I can only think that that would be a perfect landing spot for him. If Patrick Graham is still around and the defensive coordinator after this season, that could be a, a crazy player to have roaming the back end of the secondary. Oh,
2: absolutely. And as good as he is, like you ju- you. You really don't need a ton of scouting acumen to turn on the to turn on some Notre Dame tape and just see that this guy is special. But you know, the NFL, they kind of have a track record of not knowing what to do with guys when they don't fit into neat little boxes. They devalue safeties, they devalue linebackers. And you know we've seen like uh, Jeremiah Sucormoa last year yeah he was a linebacker with the size of a of a safety maybe a big safety but still a safety and they let him drop all the way down to where the cleveland browns got him and we were all sitting there going what are you people doing yeah this is this guy is easily one of the 15 best players in this whole draft why are you letting him fall this far and I'm not gonna say Kyle Hamilton's gonna drop out of the top five or even the top ten, certainly not the t- top 15, but it actually is pretty easy to see teams looking at him and going, I'm we're just not sure what to do with him. We don't know where he will play in our defense at at the NFL level. And then, you know, really creative guys like Patrick Graham, you know, he is he Kyle Hamilton could just be a toy for him. Not not even just a defensive weapon, just a guy you put on your team and just scheme up plays and smile.
1: And I also want to just toss in here because I'm I'm sure that there are some Giants fans that might not be as familiar with Kyle Hamilton as, as we are that might be thinking to themselves listening to this, why the hell do the Giants need another safety? Why do they need another defensive back? They're completely fine. Uh, I don't think that you can really strictly just say... As I mentioned earlier in the show, that Kyle Hamilton is a safety. A, a guy like Patrick Graham is going to find creative usages for Kyle Hamilton. So this is a pick, I think, that, that is a no-brainer. And I'm going to be crossing my fingers literally throughout the entire draft process that he lands within some range of that the Giants can select him. I will do everything to root against the Chicago Bears to go winless just so they can be in a position to draft Kyle Hamilton. Last year, we I did this with with Micah Parsons, where I, every week I was, and, and every time we did a draft show, I was talking up the potential of drafting Micah Parsons and, and why I was in love with him and why he was my draft crush. I'm saying right now that Kyle Hamilton is my draft crush for this year.
2: So, Cowboys fans, pay attention.
1: <laughs> right, you will end up on the Dallas Cowboys or the Eagles is basically what that means. Uh, yeah,
2: the, well, those two teams do that to me every year anyway, so I guess I'm right there with you. But you know, if we want to maybe give Giants fans some reason to pay attention, Jabril Peppers is a free agent after this season. He is in the last year of his deal and will be an un- unrestricted free agent in 2022. Also, Logan Ryan, yeah, he's starting to get up there in age he's on the wrong side of 30 and both of those guys do the giants value them for their versatility they don't do any one thing exceptionally well but they do a bunch of things well you know they're they're better than average at a bunch of things but great at not really anything kyle hamilton is a guy who can be really good at a bunch of different things so if the Giants select him, you know, if he winds up, if, you know, if they wind up in range of each other, you know, maybe Hamilton comes down or the ba- the Bears have a really bad season, the Giants play well enough that they're not looking for a quarterback or anything like that. Hamilton could allow the Giants to move on from both Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers and potentially save some money because they're going to be up against the cap next year.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to consider, and again, I'm I'm going to be talking Kyle Hamilton up throughout this entire process, so keep your eye out for that one, folks. Coming up, we're going to talk about three big games to watch this weekend and then some prospects to be aware of when you're watching them.
2: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight.
1: So, Chris, the three games that are on our radars this weekend, Oregon-Ohio State, that's 12th ranked Oregon versus 3 Ohio State, 12.30 Eastern Time on Fox, so that is going to be the early game, one of the early games. Uh, Iowa-Iowa State, 10 Iowa versus 9 Iowa State, 4.30 Eastern Time on ABC, and then this one is supposed to be the primetime game, and I was saying before the show to Chris that this is easily one of the worst primetime games that... I've ever seen and I or that's a little extreme this is a terrible primetime game let's just leave it <laughs> at that Washington at Michigan 8 p.m. Eastern time ABC justifiably Washington should not be ranked but regardless Chris there's some names that uh, I'm going to be very keen on if Kayvon Thibodeau is available and plays I want to see how he does against that talented Ohio State offensive line. Verona McKinley, very talented safety in the back end, on the smaller side, around like five foot eleven, and then their receivers for Ohio State are just so talented. Any week to watch them go against a strong defense, Garrett Wilson and also uh, Chris Olave. I'm keyed in. I want to see how they do. Doesn't hurt for the Giants to be looking at receivers every year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think I think I'd like to thank the college schedule makers for giving us the primetime game at noon. <laughs> because if you flip you know, Washington, Michigan, and Oregon, Ohio State, you know, slip, flip their time slots, that's actually not too bad of a slate. Because Oregon, Ohio State, really, that is deserving of a primetime slot. So, you know, at least we've got that. We don't have to wait for it at all. I think I and everyone else are just waiting to see if Kayvon Thibodeau plays. He suffered a sprained ankle in week one. The coaching staff there in Oregon have basically said, we don't know if he's going to play or not. He's day-to-day. Uh, you and I, we haven't been able to find out anything and are looking this week. If Thibodeau is healthy, he is probably the best edge player in this draft. He's not super big. I think he's about 6'5", 250. He's more long than bulky, but he's got a great first step. He's got great fluidity, great body control, great quickness. You know, when I was watching Oregon on tape last year, he just jumped off the he just jumped off the screen to me. I honestly couldn't believe he was a true sophomore. And if he stays healthy and is able to be pro- similarly productive this year, he is another top 10, top 5 player.
1: There's just a couple other guys that that always stick on my radar, Chris, the the one I'm always going to talk about if there's an Iowa game going on, and I think Iowa's going to be a really good team this year. Tyler Lindenbaum, their center, and I, I know that Nick Gates is the starting center right now for the Giants, but if you know if they're not totally satisfied after this season, Tyler Lindenbaum is a very, very talented player that maybe that second first round pick, if the Giants do well enough where they're picking mid to, to late first round, Tyler Lindenbaum is a really, really good option option for them as an interior offensive lineman, so I'm always going to be watching him. He is somebody that you guys should be watching out for too if you watch any Iowa games this upcoming season. And then last, I just want to throw out there because we always talk Lyman on this show, uh, Jackson Kirkland, uh, Washington's offensive tackle. And understandably, as I said, this game is terrible. I really do not care about this game. But if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to be paying attention to Jackson Kirkland who has uh, first-round, early-second-round potential.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kirkland he he doesn't stand out in any one way. He's not super big like Makai Becton. He's not an athletic freak. He is just very solid. Yeah, he is. He moves well. He moves efficiently. He's got solid technique. He should have a pretty good matchup going against Aiden Hutchinson. You know, assuming those two do match up, and that I think is a good test. That should be good tape for scouts to get a hold of. now I'm going to take a stab at this one. Uh, Zion Tupouola Fetui. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologies Close if I <laughs> butchered that. Uh, the Washington's, Washington's edge rusher. He's starting to get some buzz as a guy we could see move up draft boards, uh, second round, maybe even work his way up into the first round. So that the game itself might not be great, but there should at least be some prospects worth watching on there
1: i think that's a great note to wrap us up on folks thanks for tuning in as always and we'll be coming at you next week with another fantastic prospect profile and then also stay tuned for our coverage of the giants broncos game have a great weekend folks talk to you soon